0: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 13 of the off the dome podcast today we got a very special guest uh mr anthony sorelli i hope i said that name right um, yeah you did you did you got it you nailed it my man biggest rapper fan that i know of um and he's also not an obnoxious rapper fan which helps a lot because yeah. okay, not a bad reputation man
1: you know the only the only thing that I'm gonna say is you might be surprised who starts my All Star game. You know, it might be Lowry, it might be Van Vliet, it might be Boucher at <laughs> the front court. Um, just saying, us. I'm just giving you a heads up.
0: So. <laughs> you got the whole Raptors team out there. Uh, we're gonna be talking about that, the All Star, uh, who we have on our All Star teams, um, uh, the award predictions, the front runners for the awards, and everything like that. And I've also tossed in like a little segment at the end, some of our more surprising teams. And the more disappointing teams that we've had so far this year. Because there's been a lot of surprises, really. Um, both both conferences, everything like that. But we'll start with our All-Star. I guess, like I've The way I've gone, I've got my my five starters on each conference. And then kind of like players who I think deserve a, deserve um, recognition. And then I've got like other players who won't be an All-Star probably. But still, I think, deserve recognition for the season that they're having. So why don't we start with you and we'll let's hear what you got for like the backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you
1: uh, my full starters list and then you can kind of yeah. come back at me and let me know because I think the forwards is a lock. Like I don't think there's any debate in this segment. It's Embiid, Giannis, Durant. And I don't think you can really make a case for anyone else, to be honest. You've got three MVP caliber players with Embiid. When he plays, they win. When he doesn't, they lose straight up. He's one of the best players in the East. It's as simple as that. Giannis, MVP candidate. Kevin Durant, he's exactly the same as he was last year. Two years ago, I should say, when he He, didn't have his Achilles injury. He's the same guy. Same guy. So I think that's a lock. But for the starters, this is where it gets kind of interesting in the backcourt. So I'm going with Bradley Beal. And, you know, they're the worst team by record in the entire NBA, I'm pretty sure. But... He leads the league in scoring, and it's not really his fault. It's the players around him. They don't play any defense. 35 points per game, and he wasn't named an all-star last year. I think we have to put him in our starters because if the fans don't vote him in, he won't. He might not make it. Like, the coaches yeah. might not vote him in. And I'm also going with Jalen Brown, too. This one yeah. might be a bit surprising, but 27 points per game, a one and a half steals, and Tatum only played 12 games out of 17, so I took him because he's played all 17, and Boston's 10 and 7 a top four seed and he's averaging the most points for that team. He's been balling out and kind of a teaser in the future. He might be in my M- MIP list as well because he's become a
0: quality star in the league this year. Um, yeah. So who do you, th- what do you think? Do you agree with those picks? I mean, I've got, I've got everything except for Jalen Brown. I've put uh, MB Giannis and Katie, of course, in the front court, hard to go against that. I put Bradley Buell in there. Like his team is ass, but that's got nothing to do with Bradley Beale. And sure, if he was playing on a better team, I don't think, like, there's no way he's putting up 35 points a game if he's playing on a playoff caliber team. But regardless, 35 points is 35 points. There's a lot of players shitting on, playing on shitty teams that are nowhere near um, as good as Bradley Beale. I put him in there. And I I put Kyrie Irving in there instead of Jalen Brown. I think Brown's been having a great year, and yeah, we're gonna be talking about him when we get to the Most Improved Player Player of the Year awards, cause he's definitely a contender for that at this moment in time. Um, I think like he's him and James Harden. They're kind of the two the two other guards that you could put those two guys in there to start. I wouldn't be mad at you, but for me, I'm gonna take Kyrie, cause cause does, other than him just disappearing from the Brooklyn Nets for like two weeks or whatever he's been balling out. So yeah, I agree with you there. And for the West, I'll start um with my western I just got
1: a comment quickly about um <laughs> I like your pick I like your pick for Kyrie. I respect that. The only thing I have against the Kyrie pick is that um first of all, he's missed a few games there with all this um personal stuff, but I'm not going to hold that against him. The the thing that actually takes a hit is the fact that he's playing next to Harden and he could be the third option for that team and and that's crazy to me. Um and that's just the tough thing for me is it's like Almost him and Harden cancel
0: each other out. Um, But, yeah, I think they still both definitely make the all-star game. Okay, but, like, Cowrie's, you could argue, he's a third option right now, but his numbers are, like, pretty similar to what Jalen Brown's putting up, and Brown's the first option. Um, I guess being the third option on the Brooklyn Nets is a little bit different because the third option is, like, you've got only those three players scoring. It's not, like, the third option on a normal team where the third, like, there's a big gap between the third option and the fourth option in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyrie, Jalen, whoever you want to put in there. I think James. I mean,
1: Kyrie's kind of like a two way, right? It's like him and James Harden are both two ways with each other. Yeah. They're both kind of second options.
0: Do you think that Harden. I think by the time the All Star game hits, I think Harden will be deserving of a starter, of, the, of being a starter. I just don't think that there'll be enough votes in for him by the time that people start seeing, oh shit. This man's averaging a triple-double because that's what he's doing. Houston stuff
1: takes a hit on his reputation a little bit, and that kind of affects it. But he's averaging 12 assists per game. Like, let's not forget that. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, uh, he's still as good as he's always been. He's still an MVP.
0: And I I really like Brooklyn, man. Like, Like, the thing is with Brooklyn, they just give up so many fucking points. Like, 160 points per game is stupid. Like, the other teams that are giving up as many points as Brooklyn are, like, the Washington Wizards and I think, like, the Timberwolves or some shit like that. Like, just terrible teams are giving up more points in Brooklyn. But, you know, when you got those three guys, GG. Anyway, Western Conference. Uh, like the East, for me, the front court it's a lock. Um, I got Kawhi, LeBron, and Nicole Jokic. Kawhi, I mean, Paul George is having a great year. I'm not trying to take anything away from Paul George. Um, I've seen, I've been seeing people put Christian Wood in there. I think Christian Wood, like, he's a great player. Been having a career year. I love him to death, but he, like, he's not, he's not on this level yet. Um, and for the backcourt, I've gone with Luca and Damian, or no, Luca and Stephen Curry. Damian Lord is one of those guys who definitely has an argument to be up there instead of Luca Doncic. I think. Yeah, I agree with your front court. It's Kawhi, it's
1: LeBron, it's Jokic. I don't get the the Christian Wood argument. I know he's an MIP and he should be an all-star um, or at least in the race to being an all-star, but I don't think he's better than Kawhi LeBron or Jokic by any means. And the guards, I agree. Steph Curry's a lock because he's Steph Curry. Uh, but instead of Luka, I went with Dame. And the only reason why is because both these teams have been disappointing, but I just feel like the Mavs have been more disappointing. And that's why I, I took Luka off my ballot for a starter-wise. But I do understand the pick. Uh, For him there. And honestly, we should also give a shout out to uh, CJ McCollum because he was having a career year and he would have been in consideration, too, because he was the best player on Portland while he was playing and while he's healthy and he's going to miss a month. So he might not even end up being an all star, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that, like, that was going to be the thing I was going to segue into next players who we don't have in our starting lineups, but definitely deserve some recognition and will probably be bench players in the all star game. And a guy like CJ McCollum and a guy like Mike Connolly as well, who's having a great year in Utah, not quite good enough to be an all-star, I don't think, in the West. But those two guys have never made an all-star team, um, which is ridiculous, especially, you know, CJ, of course. But a lot of people don't know Mike Connolly, man. Back in Memphis, he was a straight baller. And I think those it's, it's kind of the, the, the lack of skill, or really the – how am I trying to say it? If those two players, if Connelly and CJ McCollum had their same careers in the Eastern Conference – they would be multiple time All Stars, but when you're in the West and it's every single year, you can only get six guards. You're just not. I mean, they they had they're just not good enough as good as they are.
1: Yeah, we, we saw this first thing with the Rosen, right? He was uh, a yeah. five time All Star with the Raptors or four time All Star. How many end up winning? And then he goes to the West and he's just hasn't been an All Star since. And this year, also mentioning honorable mentions, I don't think he makes it either. Unfortunately, even at twenty one seven, he's having a great year, and they're eleven and eight. And and honestly, I'm just. It sucks that I couldn't put him in my reserves because I just couldn't see it. I was just like, maybe he's at the end, but it
0: depends how many reserves you put in. Is it like seven reserves? Is that how many guys you get? I'm not sure. I didn't even pay attention. I just like wrote out like some like for like five players. But speaking of DeMar DeRozan, by the way, I'm repping the DeMar DeRozan Ooh, drip okay. in honor of us being the fourth seed in the Western Conference right now, the San Antonio Spurs. Seed, yeah, we are balling respect. out. And I always and I know we're going to be like the ten seed. In a month from now. That's that's just how the Spurs go. But right now, I'm having my moment. I I don't know when we're going to be this good at this high on the standings. Um, It might be a few years. So I'm going to enjoy this moment until we play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. And I hope we beat them. They haven't played since like the 18th or some shit. Um, But DeMar DeRozan, man. I hated this guy like last year and the year before. Because we gave up Kawhi and Danny Green for him. But this year, he's he's clutch as fuck. And I love that. Um, Other players that I had... I had Dame, CJ, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Demar, and Devin Booker as, like, honorable mentions. Reserves, I guess you could say, for the Western Conference yeah. in the backcourt. Um, what Donovan Mitchell's been doing in Utah is, is great. By the way, they didn't, Utah didn't even, didn't even have Donovan Mitchell last night against against Dallas, and they just destroyed the Mavericks. That team is They
1: haven't had them a couple games now, and they've been yeah. just winning. They're on a 10-game win streak. And in the reserves, <laughs> I have – 11 now i have donovan mitchell and gobert as locks in my reserves because they've both been amazing been. they've both been amazing and Doncic is in my reserves too paul george is in my reserves and i put brandon ingram even though i think zion will probably end up getting in uh, <laughs> from a fan vote perspective but I, I just think ingram's been a teeny bit better in my opinion
0: it's crazy that we haven't mentioned anthony davis yet this year Because he, I mean, the talent is there. You look at Anthony Davis, you think that's a top, you know, top seven. People, I mean, I was saying he's probably a top five player in the NBA. But he hasn't been off to a very good start this year. Uh, I put guys like, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, he's been putting up good numbers, but he's on a terrible team. Christian Wood, I had to shout out. Paul George is having an, like, he's having an MVP caliber year. I mean, really, when you look at how good Paul George is playing. I wouldn't say, like, right now, I wouldn't put him as the MVP favorite. But he's, he's definitely in the running. And Rudy Gobert has to be a lock. The way this like the points per game isn't there and Shaq's always gonna rail him for for only scoring thirteen points a game or whatever it is. But it's the value he brings, and I didn't understand why the Jazz paid him that much money this offseason, but he is now that I, now that I'm looking at it, this man like he he's he the team really revolves around Rudy Gobert. And that I have to put Gobert in mind. Especially on the defensive
1: end too. That's 26. like the big thing. And Anthony Davis only averaging twenty-two and eight. Uh, coming out the gate slow especially after putting a stamp on last year's playoff run. He was a big guy. Hit that big shot against it was great. Yeah. Um he hit that big shot in the finals. He hit a big shot against uh the Nuggets too and Jokic's face. And 22 and is just not enough. I think he ends up being an all-star just because of reputation, but he's going to be on the outskirts looking in in terms of I don't think he's a lock for a starter and he probably ends up sliding in somewhere late in the reserves.
0: Yeah, let's go to the Eastern Conference now before we start is taco fall do you, is he gonna get voted in because i know i know he's gonna get a lot of votes but do you think it'll be a <laughs> there's always one guy that gets it <laughs> always one guy is- gets
1: like a shit ton of votes that's uh just a terrible player and, and taco i love taco he's he's fun i wish the raptors low-key draft him because he's just funny and he's fun um but i mean he might get 50 like the 50 percent fan vote he'll probably get enough but i think when the players vote and the media
0: vote it will end up not being a real thing that's the thing. Sometimes it's fun, like, you see the players, or you see when the fan vote comes in. Like, a lot of times it's it's just terrible. Like, you see some players who should be all-stars, not even in the top 10, when, like, LaMelo Ball is probably going to be, like, fourth or some shit like that. And so sometimes I'm like, yo, thank God, the, the, the media and the players are also voting on this shit. But, you know, and I think I remember it was a few years ago. I think, uh, I think Zaza Pachulia actually had enough votes, but he got vetoed out because it was just a joke like i think it was like 26 and 2017 before the koala thing. zaza Pachulia i think had he had like the second most votes or something in the west but i, I believe it was Vito. i might be wrong but i remember zaza knew no you're right no you are right
1: that 100 happened i don't remember what year it was but uh that was hilarious and that just shows the way fans vote it's just sometimes it's just a meme you know they just don't give a shit. they're just like i'll just vote for whoever i think's the funniest player i can vote in and And they end up getting a shit ton of votes, and then it's like, are they like, is Zaza really going to be an All Star? Are you kidding? Like, this is stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, but at the the same time, I don't, I really disagree with the fact that Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki got credited with an All Star game appearance last year, I think it was, or the year before, whenever they retired, because they they just got led into the All Star game because it was the last year, and now they have an extra All Star game appearance, even though they didn't deserve it. I don't fuck with that at all. I just want to. It
1: kind, of, it kind of fucks with history a little bit, right? Because now you're like, when you're stacking up Dirk and all these guys against, like, you know, your Tim Duncans, they got that extra all-star game in their favor, even though they were, uh, let's be real, they weren't that good at the end of their career going down the yeah. stretch.
0: Anyway, uh, in the backcourt for the Eastern Conference, other than Kyrie and Beal, uh, I, of course, I already shouted out Jalen Brown, James Harden. I put Trae Young, Zach Levine, and Malcolm Brogdon and Colin Sexton. No one's going to talk. I, Malcolm Brogdon going off this year, I think, in, in uh, Indiana. Trey, Zach, Zach Levine, Colin Sexton. I don't think there's a lot of explanation there. Those are kind of the players that I had that I think all have a really good chance of being all-stars other than Malcolm Brogdon just because he's not popular.
1: Uh, just on that note, I had the exact same guards. Like, straight up, I had all those guys listed. The two that I picked for my bench were Trey Young and James Harden and Kyrie, too. Actually, I kind of cheated. I put three in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like I said, I had Beal and Jalen Brown in, in my starters. But then on my honorable mentions list, I had Brogdon because he's been balling out. But I end, I don't think that um, <laughs> the Pacers bad. get two All-Stars. They just won't get it, unfortunately. And Sexton, too, averaging 25 a game. He's taken a big-time leap. And Zach Levine, too, like the Bulls, despite being having a bad record in general, they've been better this year than they have in years past. And he's a big reason why. He's kind of fueled that offense, and he's just been – honestly like amazing he's just been
0: amazing i mean it's crazy how zach levine he a few years ago he was known for just being a dunker and now you see him and he's putting up you know he has games where he jacks up or he hits seven eight threes and it's like he's an amazing shooter he might i think yeah my my prediction he will be the first ever player to win the dunk contest and three-point contest i think i think he'll i think he'll win the three-point contest one day um yeah, uh how about front court? Who are your kind of honorable mentions for the front court in the east? So front court, I'm gonna start with yeah, my bench that I picked the three guys
1: that I think will make it is Sabonis, Tatum, and Middleton. I think Tatum's gonna end up racking up games down the stretch that'll get him in there just by reputation. Uh and then Bam at about two is another guy that I think should be in there despite the heat are like six and twelve or something crazy. I'm just like Man, this team is not... They've been injured in COVID, yeah. Injured and the health safety protocols have really screwed them. But I think Bam's been consistent. He's been really good. And against the Raptors, he was balling out. So I I think i give him the nod there. And you might be surprised with this one, but Tobias Harris, 20 points per game for the one-seeded team. Ben Simmons has been disappointing. I'd take Tobias over him right now because he's been balling out. And Ben Simmons is, like, considering what our expectation was of him, which is, like, 28-8 and at least. He's been averaging, like, 12-8-8 in his offensive game has been really bad. Uh, unfortunately, he will get back to um, what we know him to be, which is like a perennial all-star. But I think this year he's been really slow to start.
0: Yeah, I forget. Was he – I think he was an all – he was a starter, wasn't he, at least once, I think? Or...
1: Wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. And he's definitely I mean, made he the All NBA
0: team before as well. So he's, yeah.
1: he's known as like a top six guard in the entire NBA. Um, but this yes. year he's been – just not good it's just been bad with um doc rivers system right tobias harris has played with him with the clippers they have that uh they, he just knows how to use tobias harris but a guy like ben simmons uh it's tough to use him next to mb when you know you want him in the in the block all the time that's what doc wants He's like throw him in the block throw him in the block where's uh, ben simmons he's out in the three-point line teams are just doubling moving away from him and you know you need ben simmons in the dunker spot playing with the bench unit a little more i think
0: yeah, I think anything that we've taken, if, if we can take any, any, anything away from the Philadelphia 76ers this year is that there was that conversation in years past, should the 76ers move on with Embiid or Ben Simmons, like if you could only pick one, I think it's pretty definitive. Joel Embiid is their guy because like you said, he draws a double team every single time. And when you just give up, when, when pretty much Ben Simmons is an easy bit, double team because there's no risk because he's not going to hit a three-pointer on you. Um, yeah, what do you think Philly should do? Do you think they I should mean, just keep with this roster right now, or do you think they should make a move? roster's working. Like, they're balling out right now, but Bradley Beal's available.
1: Yeah, that's ben what I'm saying. Trading, like, just man. Give him Ben Simmons. Screw it. Go one for one. Add him to that roster. Like, that'll be a ben good Simmons, team. I, I don't
0: um, think, I don't think Philly fans so will like that, though. Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook, that's a nightmare. Go. <laughs> I didn't even think about. No. Their side. They, they gotta trade. They gotta trade. Uh, they,
1: <laughs> they gotta trade uh, Westbrook though too, and get him out of there. I don't know what he's worth. I don't know if a team would want him, but uh, it seems like executives apparently said that they think he's on the way down. So I yeah, don't think yeah, front yeah. offices are gonna want to tra- trade for a guy that's making forty mil a year who um, you know hasn't been playing that good.
0: Yeah, I think like Miami, Washington's record though, it's heavily like it, it doesn't reflect how good they are because they have missed a lot of players. Um, my guy Davis hans is out for a little bit, and your, your MIP pick. My MIP, he still got a chance, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> I
1: don't think so. He's not passing Christian Wood. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> All right, um, my, my for my, my front court, my reserves, my honorable mentions. I had uh, Andre Drummond, which I'm surprised you didn't say. This man, if if anybody out there has yeah, has, him. if anyone has Andre Drummond on their fantasy team, like. He, does, he he is a cheat code. He's, it's ridiculous. The amount of rebounds this guy grabs. I put Vucevic. I put Sabonis, Tatum, and Gordon Hayward is having a great year after an off season of getting very much disrespected, myself included, because he got a fat contract with Michael Jordan. And he's balling out. He's I think he's surprised a lot of people, Gordon Hayward. Hey, Hayward's been good. He's
1: back to looking like a form of himself, not as athletic, not as but he still plays a lot of bully ball. That's kind of what he does. He goes in, he drives. It's a little slow, but he, he likes to take that little mid range kind of jump shot, falling back and he can push anyone out of the way. And against the Raptors, I noticed, uh, and, cause I don't watch a lot of Charlotte games, obviously, but when they played the Raptors, I noticed he was balling out and I was just really impressed with um, the way he's been kind of leading that team to a respectable record in the yeah. East.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, I've got other players here who deserve some recognition, I put Bam at a bio. Um, Clint Capella is having a nice year. He's been going off lately in Atlanta. He's had
1: like two 20-plus point rebound games, or 20
0: yeah. rebound-plus games. That's crazy. And he's begun hella blocks, too. I put Jeremy Grant, the Detroit Pistons. This man is a definitely an, he's – he's got a chance at most improved player right now. He's put up like 23 points a game. And, and people don't remember back in when, – when the Nuggets made their 3-1 comeback against the Clippers – Kawhi Leonard was getting strapped by Jeremy Grant. I mean, this guy can play some good defense. I put Chris Middleton. He could be a reserve. He could easily make it. I just don't think I'm not as high as on him, I think, as most people. Miles Turner, this guy's averaging 4.1 blocks per game. And it's like he, the other night against Charlotte in the loss, he put up two blocks, which was the first time since January the 2nd that he got less than three blocks in a game. This man's ridiculous. Your guy, Fred VanVleet. Shout out, Fred VanVleet. I think he's been going off lately. Um, I don't watch a lot of Raptors games. They're just always on TV, but I, I, I think they're boring to watch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
1: I, I just can't give a Raptor an all-star nod when their record's as bad as it's been, uh, especially when all three of their best players have kind of canceled each other out. They're all at like 19 points per game. And uh, the Raptors, they're really inconsistent too. They play a game really well and then they'll come back and they'll just play terribly. They lost to the Kings yesterday. They had three terrible quarters. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm actually disappointed in myself that I forgot Drummond because that's a great, that's also, I think a lock too, to be an all-star and, just think about what they traded for last year to get him. Like they traded a second-round pick and uh, John Henson, and I don't even remember what else. Like basically really a bunch is. of like a bunch of bad stuff, and he got back an all-star. Now they're gonna be able to flip him for something nice. Um, I think apparently they're gonna buy him out though, but
0: I, I don't know yeah. like what they're actually gonna do there. That seems stupid to me. I just don't get that. I think that they know that they're probably not gonna be a playoff team this year. Like they're doing better than they're supposed to be doing right now. So if they can get the highest draft pick possible and if that means buying out probably, I mean, your second best player, I think, at this point. The, I, I saw this thing, though, that people were saying that the Brooklyn Nets could pick up Andre Drummond, which, I mean, I think that's GG. I think that's game over. Give them- <laughs> that would be crazy. That, that would be-, be, oh, my God. <laughs> with the current rosters, I think the Lakers are the favorites to win the championship right now. And Bradley Beal, of course, is in rumors with the Lakers, as is every free agent. Every single free agent. If he team gets team. traded
1: somewhere, yeah. that team's a contender for sure. Any
0: person who's ever been on the trading block has been rumored to go to, to the Lakers, so we don't quite know if that's for real or not. Um, but other players, really quickly, John Morant hasn't played a lot, but he, when he has, he's been good. Victor Oladipo has been surprising a lot of people in Houston. My guy, DeJounte Murray. This man is head and shoulders above Lonzo Ball. I don't care what none of y'all say. Um, he and that's I shouldn't even say that. That's disrespect to, Jamal, or to DeJounte Murray. It's a fact <laughs> at this point. This man, I so, watched him. This guy can play defense. He can't shoot for shit, but he's he's a strap. Um, I love watching him play. Dear and Fox. Said, said like a real Spurs fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Zion Williamson is my last guy who he's putting up a. He's He's been having a pretty good year this year. And people forget it's only his second year in the NBA. I think it seems like he's been in the league a lot longer because, well, he's been covered since he was like 14 years or like since he was in like grade 10 or 11. So it just feels like we've all, already Zion Williamson is old news, but he's only a sophomore. He's only played 40 games in his NBA career. Man, you went off on a tangent there.
1: We started with the East forwards and then you went to naming, and now you're going to the West. (laughs)
0: That was everybody. (laughs) I'm just like, whoa, what is happening? I didn't have a lot of people in the West. I just had like, Depot, Jaw, DeJounte, De'Aaron Fox, and Zion. but yeah, the, the East. The East has a lot of great players in the front court. I think that aren't going to be All Stars, but they definitely deserve some recognition. Anyway, that's the. All- anything else you want to add there for the All Star teams?
1: No, I think I think we nailed it. I'm just excited to see uh, what they really do here because I'm assuming they're just going to name their All Stars and not really do anything else, right? Like they're not going to. Yeah. Like hopefully they don't play a game. If they do that, that would kind of. Uh, not really making much sense because there's like a 10% chance one player has COVID and everyone's yeah, they are playing, the yeah. next two weeks for the NBA season. But there's rumors that they're going to play in Atlanta. So uh, I really hope that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, because if all those players from different cities all over the, the country um, or Canada – no, because Tampa's playing in – because they're playing in Tampa. Yeah. But, yeah, players from all over the different country, that shit could spread. Um, Anyway, I've probably got like maybe – 30 minutes left that that I'm available before I have to go to work. But let's go through the awards so far. Front runners. let's start with the MVP. Who is your top three? Do you have a top three? You just have one guy for the MVP award right now.
1: Uh, I got top three. I got top three. Number one is Embiid, and he's my lock right now for MVP. Uh, Not for the entire season, but right now I think he's been the best player by far. (laughs) And then number two, I'm going with LeBron because LeBron's LeBron. They're a top seed in the West. Uh, I could not really think of anyone in Utah who I think I would put in my top three, just because I feel like they're just a team that does it by kind of like how the Raptors when they were the one seed. They just have a bunch of guys that are really good, a couple all stars. But number three, I put Durant because thirty points per game, he's been balling. They're the second seed now. They're slowly climbing up the rankings, and Durant's been amazing, averaging over thirty a game and leading that team right now. You didn't say
0: Nikola Jokic. So you, did you not say? You didn't say Jokic. Eleven and eight record. 11-8 record. Bro, this team's going off now. I can't Okay, the, th- the thing with Jokic is like, they have been going up. They've yeah.
1: been going up lately. Sure. Who the would Spurs. you put him ahead of those? Out of those you guys, who would you put him ahead of, though?
0: Everybody. LeBron. Everybody. Everybody. Got, He's your number one movie. pick. I got. What? <laughs> That's because, bro. I have this man on fantasy basketball, and even when his team is losing, this man will get me eighty fantasy points a fucking night. He is a.
1: That's not how MVP works, though. It's not who gets the most fans. I don't points. care. If that I was the care. case. Drummond would have been really, MVP. I, dude,
0: I know I have a connection with 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 Jokic. I have to support him, bro. He's my guy. Um, I love me some Nikola Jokic. Like Denver, they started off terribly, but they're eight and two in their last ten. If it hadn't been for the San Antonio Spurs being so good, they would have won six in a row. Um, <laughs> sorry, but Nikola Jokic is balling. Second, I've got Joel Embiid. Third, Kevin Durant. Because, yeah, like you said, KD, he's, he's on par with his MVP year in 2014. And people, like, it's a common discussion about, like, who's, if, it, if anyone had, like, the one best season of the 2010s, like, 2014 Kevin Durant is up there with, like, some of the LeBron James seasons, some of the Steph Curry seasons. Like, that one year that KD had is one of the best we've seen in recent history. And he's on par to be on the same level. He if if Bradley Beal wasn't playing on a shitty team, KD would be leading the NBA in points per game right now. I think.
1: The only thing with MVP is usually it's like a top two or three team in each conference, yeah. right? So you're looking at the the teams, right? You picked Embiid for Philly, right? That makes sense. And then you take like LeBron, that makes sense. He's a top three team, but fifth seed, eleven and eight, like it's just not enough yet. Despite fifth him seed. being like balling out, he's absolutely been balling out. But I think he needs to slide up to at least surpass into the top three seeds
0: before he's a top three candidate for me. Fifth seed sounds bad, but he's got the same record as the fourth seed right now. So it's like he's pretty much like he's got the same record as fourth. Like he, he's he's up there in the upper echelon. But yeah, I think a top historically historically top three. Other than the one year Russell Westbrook won it, and that was. As much, I think Westbrook definitely deserved it, but the narrative that year really carried him for it. Yeah, narrative's a big factor too. Narrative's mm. a huge factor. Narrative this year is all Luca and LeBron. I don't get like I saw this thing on I think it was ESPN where it's like the front runners for MVP. How the fuck is Luca Doncic a front runner for MVP right now? I don't like LeBron. I see he's
1: not even in the conversation right now. Right. He just
0: isn't like just when your team isn't even like, a playoff team. Yeah,
1: their team's terrible. Honestly, Ugh. like right now, I just they've been so disappointing
0: yeah uh defensive player of the year i'll start with this my guy miles turner he gets criminally underrated every year four fucking blocks a game which is stupid um i got miles turner uh rudy gobert and then rudy gobert second and then third i've gone with capella or Kawhi leonard one of those two guys i'm leaning more towards Kawhi. people forget Kawhi made his name in the nba by being a lockdown defender most notably in the 2014 nba finals um, and I put an asterisk next to Jared Allen because I've been watching him much in Cleveland, but in Brooklyn, Jared Allen was pretty much the only defensive player the, that the Brooklyn Nets had, and did a damn good job in the paint. So yeah, those are my those are my picks for defensive player of the year. I hate the defensive player of the
1: year award because it's so hard to to like measure who's had a huge defensive impact. Stats don't mean a lot. I get your argument for your Larry. Uh, sorry, what's his name? Miles Turner, but four blocks a game is crazy. Like that's a ridiculous counting stat but it's just at the same time you're like they don't even have like a top five defensive rating so you're like like what do these blocks actually translate to in terms of team defensive yeah. su- success and rudy gobert is my number one they're the top defense I'm the top pick. team the top team i gotta give them his respect 80 is my second pick because same thing they got a top three defense and they're the two or three seed in, in the western conference one of the best teams in the nba <laughs> i couldn't think of a third player i really couldn't like i didn't have a third one but
0: um, do you know who's leading the league in steals per game right now? I th- um, I literally looked at this stat the other day. No, I know, it, I know, it, I know, it, I know it. Um, it's the. I think he's white. I think right. Yep, he's white. He's a white man. Fuck, no! I know this guy. Fucking say his name. Larry <laughs> Dance Jr.
1: Larry Nance two point two steals per game. Trips. He's my third pick because I don't give a shit. He's my third pick. <laughs> two point two steals per game, and they have a t- they have a really good defensive rating too. Actually, surprisingly, and I know he's yeah. not the reason. It's Drummond, but.
0: Uh, I'm just gonna give it to him because why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna change my pick for Miles Turner. I'm, I'm gonna give Rudy Gobert this one because the Utah like, in this day and age, the Utah Jazz are winning basketball games by playing good defense, not just by outscoring their opponent. They're holding. I think I think the Lakers are giving up only like 104 points per game, which is crazy. Which is I think that's the best in the league. But after that, the Jazz are giving up like 106, which like literally seven years ago, if you give up 106 points per game. You're not making the playoffs. You're fucked. Like that because that's like the game's changed. The game's changed a lot. It's it's whether it's good or bad. That's still. A personal I think. Preference. I think that's I think that's Steph Curry's influence, man. Like the three point shooting, obviously, and it's that's just Steph Curry, bro. Anyway, most improved player. Um, I'll start with mine. I I don't I can't really pick one because I, I think Jalen Brown's kind of the front runner right now. But he had a really good year. Like he he had a good year last year, right? So it's not like it's out of nowhere. I think Darius Dar Garland, when you look at advanced stats and metrics, Garland was statistically literally probably the worst player in the NBA last year. He was ass. When you look at like the value over replacement players, stuff like that, just he, did, he was bad. He was trash in this year's balling out, was injured for a little bit. But I got Darius Garland, Jalen Brown, uh, Colin Sexton as well, and Jeremy Grand.
1: Those are great picks. Those are really great picks. Um, I think both guards have an argument for sure in Cleveland. Like they're both been playing really good and taking a leap this year. Garland's a great pick. I went with Christian Wood because 23 points per game he's become. I didn't even say Christian Wood. Fuck. Yeah. And he's my number one for most improved. Um, and it's like not even close to me. I think he's number one by a mile, uh, but okay. Jalen Brown's my second one. And the reason why is because I think the leap from good to great is one of the hardest leaps in the NBA. And I think he's yeah. doing it right now. And he does it on yeah. both ends too. Like one and a half steals, like I said, he's added some assists and there's some rebounds. And once again, 27 points. That's a lot for Jalen Brown. I didn't think he was this good. Like I did not expect this. Um, yeah. Jeremy Grant, I expected him to take a jump, but I didn't think he'd be this good too. So I have him and SGA also as a honorable mention in there. But Christian Woods, my front runner.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't even write Christian Wood down here for honorable mentions. But he definitely, I think, I, I would I'll probably put Christian Wood. De- probably as as a paper right now I just slipped my mind when I was making this list but the the thing I like most about Christian Wood is that he's like his stats probably aren't as good as Jalen Brown's or some of these other guys but he just seems like a way more complete player than most players in the NBA like he's like I could don't really see a flaw in his game like when I watch him he looks like a veteran and he's a young guy but he looks like a like he's I don't know, it's hard to explain, but he just, I just really feel confident when I see him with the basketball. Like, he—he's got his game is really well put together. And when he stacks up against the best centers in the NBA,
1: when he plays head-to-head head against them, he's really good. Like, he's proven he's, he- like, almost as good as these guys. Like, he's almost on the level of these elite centers in the NBA, just a little bit uh, lower than that. But, yeah, like you said, I, I like the way he's, he's been playing this year. He's been very impressive.
0: It's weird. I don't even think of Christian Wood as a center. Like, I literally, when I think of Christian Wood, I think of, like, a small forward or something like that. I think he's like a four or five, but yeah. I think he's I think he's like a small ball five. He can spread the floor.
1: He, he's a good modern five, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, six man of the year. Um, we got three more awards to go through. Six man of the year. Let's have you start. All Alrighty, uh,
1: Jordan Clarkson is winning this award. Yeah. 18 points per game. That's ridiculous. He's been a big <laughs> offensive has. weapon for Utah. Been a big offensive weapon and is one of the big reasons that they've been so successful. Um, like we said, when Donovan Mitchell goes out and he's not playing in a couple of games, the last few games, he steps up and he plays really good at the guard position. He scores a lot of points. He doesn't do much else, but that's not what six man of the award, uh, six man of the year award is for. It's just, who's the guy off the bench who gives you that spark. And he's the guy I had. I couldn't think of anyone else. My only other pick that I, cause I made this list pretty quick, but my only other pick that I wanted to give respect to was Chris Boucher of the Toronto Raptors. And even though they haven't had a great season, his advanced stats are ridiculous. He's like up there with like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and P.E.R., and win shares for 48 minutes. Like when he's out there, they're just a better team. He can shoot the three. And he's one of the I think he's like top three in the NBA in blocks per game. He's like over two blocks per game. Um he's a really complete player. And you know, a couple years ago he won MVP and defensive player of the year in the G League and he's been showing out why he's a really talented player. Twenty-eight years old. People don't know he's that old but
0: um he's like a very solid player. Six man of the year. I can't believe you didn't say my man. Can't believe it. First of all, Jordan Clarkson, easy. There's no no debate. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. But you couldn't think of anyone else, bro. Patty fucking Mills. This man is a demigod on the Spurs. And I'm not trying to like. I'm very cautious to be um, to kind of like what's the word? When you're biased toward your team, I'm very cautious. I always think the Spurs are gonna lose. I go into every game thinking the Spurs are gonna lose. I think my team is trash. Um, I put no. I give. But but on this one. Patty Mills, 17 points a game coming off the bench. He's a spark plug, and his team is fourth in the West. They've been surprising everybody. I love like uh- 17 points per game. I did not know he was balling out that much. I knew he was.
1: I knew he. I knew Greg Popovich gave him the green light, but
0: I didn't think he was taking it to that. Level. You know what they call him? You know what? You know I just found this out. You know what they call Patty Mills? You got two names: the Thunder from Down Under, because he's from Australia, and Kangaroo Kobe. That, they, that, Kangaroo Kobe. That's the best, best nickname in the NBA. I don't care what you say. Shout out to the boy Patty Mills. Uh, that's a great pick. I'll throw him in there. Uh, Chris Boucher, I
1: think, deserves respect too. Even how about like, Derrick Rose. Like uh, Derrick Rose, is he coming off the bench?
0: Is he coming off the bench? I saw like a. I was on. I was like browsing Google or whatever. Like most points per game coming off the bench. D Rose, like he was up there. I don't know how many games coming off the bench, but I can check. That's a that's a good pick too because I think you got to play
1: more than fifty percent of your games off the bench or it doesn't really count. So um he's a good pick too he's another guy but you always forget about him that he's on detroit and a team could use him right like you look at the clippers a team that needs a point guard uh they could use him they could like pick him up he'd be great or even the lakers could use a guy like that too you know if you swap like Schroeder for him i think derrick rose is a better player than Schroeder, but i don't know if they do that you know so i think derrick rose is another good guy i don't i think Schroeder's starting as well so he's kind of out of contention and um yeah, so I think that's kind of your way Rose? that mind
0: rounds out. Derek Rose hasn't started a single game this year, so he's coming off the bench every day. Um, I think Eric Gordon of the Utah of the Houston Rockets just a shout out. Every year, um, Eric Gordon consistent there. off the bench. Rookie of the year, I think Sixth Man of the Year and Rookie of the Year, those two at this moment in time are locks in my opinion. Like there's not a lot to, of debate to be had. Jordan Clarkson Sixth Man of the Year and Lamelo Ball, right now Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's hard to give him that because that was my pick. Yeah, it seems like all the hype's around LaMelo Ball, so it seems like basic to pick LaMelo Ball, but he's got the hype for a reason. Uh, I got LaMelo. Uh, Wiseman's been having a good year. uh, Anthony Edwards, that's his name, yeah. Anthony Edwards, he's been having a good year. Um, He's on a terrible team, which is probably helping his stats. And that that one guy in Sacramento, I can't say his name, Halliburton or whatever his name is, Tyrese um yeah he's having a, no one knew about him like we, this case came out of nowhere
1: he had a lot of hype actually coming out of college yes. some people a few there was a few people out there who were saying he's the best prospect out of everyone but okay you know that's, that's was, kind of the way it goes but uh yeah those are great behind? picks what do you know how when he was drafted <laughs> uh i think he was like in the the, the 12 like 12 13 ranges somewhere in that in that spot but Oh yeah. Rookie of the year. LaMelo ball is a lock for me too. 11, six and six off the bench in 24 minutes per game. Um, we knew he was a raw player, but he's come in and shown that he's not, um, like as raw as we expected, you know, he's flashy and he's got all the hype. Like you said, Tyrese Halburn's my number two pick. He's a poised guy off the bench. Like you see him come in and he's just so like, he's just so calm. He can hit clutch threes. He's just such like a ready NBA player. And I think he has like superstar level potentially like he could be better than Darren Fox from what he's shown already this. And that might be crazy to say, but he's got a high ceiling. He's got a very high ceiling. And James Wiseman too, 12 and six. I think he benefits a lot from playing next to Steph Curry because he doesn't get much scrutiny, right? He's playing on this team. He, he's he got a superstar next to him who can take the blame when they play bad. So it's a good spot for him to slowly uh, climb up those ranks there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wiseman before the year started was my pick for, um, rookie of the year. Right now, he wouldn't win it. He definitely, like, he, it's obviously not over or anything like that. But that's, that's a good point. A lot of these rookies, Lamella Ball, um, or really Mel- Lamella Ball, especially. When the Hornets play like bad, Lamella Ball is going to get the, the finger pointed at him. You know, if the Warriors play bad, people were, people were criticizing or questioning Stephen Curry's legacy. You know, they're like, oh, Curry still has a lot to prove. I didn't think Curry was going to be that good without Clay Thompson. Um, he's balling out, but his team is not doing very well. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you're right about James Wiseman. Uh, how about coach of the year? Coach of the year is another one I'm excited for. All right. I, I'm, I'm excited for this
1: one, actually. I'll start this one. Um, so, my number one pick, I kind of flip-flopped here, but I'm going with Quinn, Sh- Quinn Schneider because yeah. uh, they have the best record in the NBA. He's a great coach. We've known that the last few years. He's always a guy that's in contention, too, because Utah's got kind of that system that's next man up, kind of like the Boston Celtics. They have that next man up mentality. Same thing with the Raptors, too. Uh, even the Spurs as well. They've all got that same kind of system in place there. Uh, My second pick is Doc Rivers. They've got the best record in the East right now. He's been um, really instrumental in making them play good basketball, which we haven't seen from them in a few years now, which uh, gets me excited for them this postseason. I think they've got a lot of expectations now with the way they've been playing. And third, a shout out to your team, Greg Greg Popovich, 11-8. They've just been getting so much offensive production from all these guys. You know, they've got DeJounte Murray who's been balling out they were a team that people didn't expect to make the playoffs at all. And they're 11-8, and eight, like you said, the four seed. Um, they're another big surprise team. I also uh, think those are kind of my three that rounded out. And, yeah, Popovich deserves some respect this year. Uh, people thought he was going to retire, but he's like, hell no. Nah, I'm bringing this team back, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, the top three I agree with. Quinn Schneider, Doc Rivers, Greg Popovich. Um, really, you could switch Pop and, and Doc Rivers just because the Spurs were not supposed to be this good. Quinn Schneider, I think, is a lock for number one. I, a few years ago, he was in the conversation when Utah was doing pretty good. Even last year, he was. He's Utah Jazz are always sort of that team, that three and four, three or four seed. And I'm starting to, like, I'm not comparing. Okay, before I preface this, before I say this, I'm not saying that Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are going to repeat the kind of success that the Utah Jazz were able to repeat during the 80s and 90s. But I'm seeing a lot of similarities between that guard and center duo and the guard and center duo of Stockton and Malone back in the day. Of course, Gobert isn't the scorer that Karl Malone was, but Malone's not the defender that Rudy Gobert is. And, you know, it, it's really interesting because the way Utah is, Utah, historically, they're one of the best franchises. When you look at regular season wins, um, playoff appearances, all that stuff, Utah, they've been really good for a really long time. And they're. It looks like they're going to be good for a really long time in the future. And it's maybe with this duo they can finally win a championship. And I, like, I, am cheering for Utah right now. If you know, other than if, out of the reasonable contenders right now, Utah is the team I want to see win a championship. I mean, in the recent future, Quinn is my guy for sure. Yeah. And it's not just those two guys, too, right? They've got so much depth on that team. Bogdanovich
1: was a really big pickup they got last year. Was injured in the playoffs, and people forget how important he is to their offensive production. Yeah. And then Jordan Clarkson took a step this year and has proved to be the best bench player in the NBA right now. Uh, just the production they're getting from these other guys. Everyone seems bought in. Mike Connolly seems more confident in his yeah. role there. And this team just seems a lot better than they were last year. And I'm disappointed in myself because I picked them on our thing. I had them really, really fucking low in our. Um, you picking them to make the playoffs? I I, I did pick them to pick the, make the playoffs, but we're doing power rankings and right. I had them rank low. I thought they were a first round exit, but. They're surprising me this year, and I think they've got. Uh, if everyone stays healthy, you know, I hope they stay healthy.
0: Uh, they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs. No, there's. I think they're a very scary team to play. Just they. They seem like a really intimidating team to play because you mentioned it. Uh, obviously Mitchell. Obviously, um, like their guard plays really well. Mike Connolly, Jordan Clarkson, Mitchell Bogdanovich, more of a forward, but he can handle the basketball. But I think what makes this team very intimidating is guys like Rudy Gobert. Derek Favors and Royce O'Neal, those three guys, they just do their job. They don't try to be. They don't try to be special. They just go in there. Quinn Schneider tells them what to do, and they just do their job. Royce O'Neill, he's more than happy I'm putting up like eight, eight points a game. Same as Derek Favors. There's they're, they're kind of those those stocky, bigger forwards, six, seven, six, eight, who just they do their job. It's just that simple. And I'm gonna take it one step further here because. With this
1: team, when you look at the two best teams in the West from last year, the teams that played in the Western Conference Final, they both have um, a very powerful interior threat, right? Anthony Davis and Nicole Jokic. Mm -hmm. And they also don't have great um, guard defense on the perimeter. That's two things that they lack. And so when you look at this Utah team, they've got a good defense. They've got a guy in, in the inside who can, you know, despite not being great in the pick and roll, is really good at, um, playing big men down low in the post and deflecting shots and, you know, just getting in the way of paint production for teams. And then yeah. you look at Donovan Mitchell who can torch any guard on the perimeter because he's yeah. one of the best guards in the NBA. They've got a perfect formula to take down one of those two teams, or at least um, give them a run for their money. Right. They took that Denver team to seven games last year. They took, they were up three, one, they were really close to beating that team. And if they beat them,
0: they might beat the Clippers too. We don't know. It's interesting. Cause I've- the way the standings are right now, the Utah Jazz would make the conference finals, I think, pretty easily. And we would get a Clippers and Lakers battle in the second round of the playoffs.
1: <laughs> that's what we want to see, man. That's what we want to see. That's the truth.
0: That That's, I mean, because the Clippers would have to beat the Suns. The Lakers would have to beat the Grizzlies. As a standings are right now.
1: That's <laughs> assuming that the play-in has no effect, right?
0: Play-in would have Warriors Rockets, and the
1: lower teams. Yeah. yeah, so I think the Warriors can end up being a team in, in the playoffs just because they can beat any team in one game, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that's coach of the year. Uh, shout out Ty Lua, I think, as well. Ty, uh, Ty Lua's having a great year as a Clippers head coach. Steve Nash, putting it, put, I mean, it, it's, you say it's easy to coach the Brooklyn Nets because they have so much talent, but it's in many ways more difficult just to manage the the players you guys got. Um, it's hard to manage their egos, that's for yeah. sure. Real quickly though, maybe five minutes, let's, let's spend some time talking about the disappointing and surprising teams um, so far this year. Who, who, what are some teams that you thought have jumped out at you in a good way so far this year?
1: You know, I want you to take surprise teams because I want to go on a rant for disappointing teams
0: because I got All a right. team in there that I care about. So you start with the <laughs> surprise teams. I wonder what team that is. <laughs> All right, surprise teams. Utah Jazz. Obviously 76ers, I think now it's easy to look at Philadelphia and be like, well, obviously look at the talent, but going into the year, we're like, yo, Philadelphia, they, like, based off of how they played in the playoffs last year, this, they're not that good. The Cavaliers, the New York Knicks, both playoff teams are now in the Eastern Conference, despite having a losing record. I put the Memphis Grizzlies in there with an asterisk. They're, they're a sixth seed in the West. But they haven't played since, like, the 18th, so it's hard. Or, like, yeah, they, it's been, like, two weeks since they played. They played today against the Spurs, though. Um, speaking of the Spurs, i got I got to put them in there. My San Antonio Spurs, we are going off this year. We have beaten the Lakers. We have beaten the Clippers. We have beaten the Pl- Trailblazers. We have beaten the Denver Nuggets. We have beaten the Boston Celtics. We have, you name a good team, we've beaten them. We have lost to the Timberwolves and the Pelicans, though, and the Houston Rockets' bench. But that is neither here nor there, okay? We got Patty Mills, fucking baller. We forget about those ones, all right? We Demar forget about Rosen. those ones. We only remember the good ones. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, this team is so fucking sick, bro. DeJounte Mur young, young Buck, Kelvin Johnson, the fucking 28th pick I think it was last year in the draft, sophomore, um, this team, top to bottom, Lonnie Walker. These young guys are balling out, and we got the veterans like DeMar, like uh, Aldridge, like uh, Patty, Coaching up these young guys and we look really good. Yaka Purtle, by the way, the fucking guy who came over in that rapids trade Yaka Purtle is shooting like 22% from the free throw line, which is stupid. He is ass <laughs> He's not like <laughs> that. I'll be real. I didn't think he was a good prospect. I didn't get that He's a good like I think he's a good center, but shooting free throws Never I like last last night in the Nuggets game five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They hack a shack. fucking Yaka Purtle. down by 10 and and what does he do he goes to the free throw line and bricks both free throws like they have to shack him bro like he's at half court and they foul him on purpose that's just how bad he is of a shooter from the free throw line but whatever um Uh, yeah all right yeah I agree agree with your list
1: 100% I agree with your your list 100% yeah Yeah. Spurs are on my list uh Thunder too I I don't think you mentioned them they definitely deserve to be in the conversation um Shea Gilgis Alexander has been balling out I thought they were gonna be the worst team in the NBA and they happens to still be the Timberwolves and the the Wizards. So I I don't know how the hell that happens. I don't – and that actually transitions me perfectly into my disappointing teams because the Wizards, they suck. I don't get it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you – I'm going to give you guys a bit of a picture of what I picked when I made some bets this year. I bet on (laughs) – and this sounds crazy, but I bet on the Wizards to win the – I bet on the Wizards to win the title because it was crazy odds. (laughs) There goes my $1, bro. I put $1 Mm. on the Wizards to win the fucking title. And I thought okay, I how would find. you put on the Wizards? Bro, it was like that's... five thousand to one, bro. It was like it was like five thousand one or fifty thousand one. I was like, I'm gonna put one dollar so I could win p- potential five hundred bucks. Worst it's it's I mean. <laughs> decision. That's saying. hilarious. Just uh, saying.
0: No, I actually did it too,
1: and I was like, I was like, damn. Yeah, I'm gonna tell my kids. Everybody I bet on the Wizards. Though. You know, I thought, fuck, man.
0: I Unironically, bet on the Washington <laughs> Wizards in the championship. Anyway, yeah. How about let's go? Yeah, maybe like three minutes talk, or however long you want to take on the Raptors. Just yeah. Real quick here. Let's go. All
1: right. Yeah, I'll just quickly list off the Heat. Um, you know, they, they don't really count because their injuries and health Injury, stuff. Uh, Pelicans have been disappointed. I thought they'd be better. Um, Blazers have been a bit disappointing. I thought they were going to be a good seed. They obviously face some injuries. So another team with an asterisk. But the Raptors have no excuse here. They've missed a few guys for a few times. But, oh. yeah, it's been a disappointing year for the Toronto Raptors. They just, you know, they win a game. They win a big game. Then they lose, like, five straight. They lose to the Kings last night. They play – no defense, but they play a lot of offense because they don't play any defense. Like the Kings literally don't play any defense. You can walk into the paint. Rashawn Holmes is not going to block you. He's going to go like this. He's going to literally go like this. Let you take a layup. He's going to go like this. He doesn't give a shit. He's just going to let you have the layup every time. And Marvin Bagley's a stiff out there too on defense. He doesn't do shit. And the Raptors still lose. Like, what? Are you kidding me? They make a big run. Did you see the tech at the end of the game, too? That pissed me off. Yeah, like, on Kyle
0: Lowry, yeah. It was...
1: But at the same time, fans are getting a little too upset about that because the Raptors were going to lose either way. They are down three. De'Aaron Fox had a free throw to ice the game. They are probably going to ice that game anyway. The odds of the Raptors winning were low. But, yeah, they've been disappointing. Seven and 12. They started off two and eight. They kind of made their way back. And then now they've hit another slide. They lose to the Bucks. Uh They lose to Miami with no one there. Like, literally no one except Bam. But I know you got to go. And I could talk about the Raptors all day, but fuck no, man, I, the Raptors. I'm,
0: I'm just dying in like.
1: Just, man it's just been disappointing and it's one of those things you don't know you don't know what they're gonna do you know what yeah. i mean like you you don't know where what the next path is you don't know Like i don't understand why you don't get involved in that four-team deal and pick up a guy like jared allen and throw in like a norman powell or someone who's actually like they only had to give up tory and prince and they gave up uh jared allen but what the Cavs had to give up to get that was like I such a know, small how- price
0: that happened. I don't I get how that happened. Why didn't Why didn't uh,
1: bro? Why doesn't uh, Masai Jerry say, "Hey, we'll give you Norman Powell. Take him. He makes ten million dollars. He averages fifteen points per game. Give us Jared Allen. He fills in the center spot. The Raptors can get some young guys off the bench like Terrence Davis, like Malachi Flynn in there. Get them to play some minutes. You know, some some young guys who have some potential. But nah, he's just like I'm gonna just chill. He's like, I don't yeah, he, like sure. not, is... he, he maybe he's leaving at the end of this year. Maybe he's just yeah. like I'm a chill. I want
0: to just dip, go to New York or something. I don't know. Yeah um yeah i mean cleveland obviously i think jared allen's on a shorter contract but the fact that they gave up a a, fir- a sec a, i think it was a first round pick that wasn't even theirs it was milwaukee's and um what's his name dante axum they, and they got back jared allen and Terrain prince makes no sense i I, I, they, I they they just like it's it's like when there's like a, a a phone call and someone else picks picks up on the other line and they can hear and everything you're saying it's pretty much the exact same thing they just like kind of snuck into the trade we're like, yo, let me just offer this and see what we get back. And just just Jared Allen and Tareem Prince fell into their lap. It, like Magic. I don't know how the fuck that, they made that shit happen. If they could make that shit happen back in like, 2010, LeBron would have stayed. Easy. Um, but, yeah, that's any, – any closing thoughts real quick here? Uh, my closing thoughts
1: are tonight's going to be a nice game between the Lakers and Celtics. That's a must-watch game tonight. Two
0: teams it's worse have beat this year.
1: that's uh, all right i respect that you know if they beat both those teams that's pretty good because they only play the Celtics like a couple times right every year so you beat them in the one time you played them they only play them once or they play them twice all right all right so yeah i mean that's going to be exciting but i think that um this won't age well our list that we made because it's so early in the season five if we had done this like a week or two weeks earlier Um, Quinn Schneider probably will not even be in the conversation just to give you some hindsight about what's going to happen. So, um, you know, listen to this as soon as possible, because (laughs) that's my advice to the fans out there. The longer you
0: wait, the worse it sounds. Yeah, exactly. People are going to come back at the end of the year and like yo they were talking They're like bro
1: you picked mb it's like oh yeah okay it's like Fuck. <laughs> all right chill man chill
0: like what a- like he's been balling he's been an mvp right now he's an mvp right? love that impression yeah um anyway that's that's it from us episode 13 of the off the dome podcast is great anthony anytime you want to come on please do because it's a lot oh
1: let's do it more man we got to do it more we got to get more consistent on a weekly yeah. basis i'll be i'm down to be okay. on here
0: and yeah, that goes to anyone out there. If you're listening, you want to come on the podcast, and you have a nice following on social media, I'll hit you up.
1: You um, need a nice following, though. At least a
0: thousand followers. That's the minimum. A- no one to suspect people who don't, but like, I'm trying to get shout outs out here. You know what I mean? Like, God, uh, just ch- chasing the bread. Um, any- chasing the
1: bread, bro. You already have 40 something K on TikTok and growing. You're going to be at 50 K before we know it.
0: <laughs> no. I had 40 K. Last October, and now I have like 41k. I just like didn't grow for three months, four months. It's
1: because you did you take that thing out of the bio <laughs> where you buy the fucking You take out the thing because you had the thing in your bio where you you're gonna buy fucking like
0: Irish Spring. Did you take that yeah. out? I did, but that was like recently. It's because I just like stopped posting my normal content and then posted content that I spent hours on, like the top 50 and 50. And because that content was like better, is more well edited, and took longer to make it gets no engagement right that's how tiktok works brilliant anyway
1: keep- they're amazing like the content's amazing yeah. but the people who follow you want you yeah. you ranting you know that's what they want so you got to give them what they want man just be <laughs> just be consistent with your rants and shit just go crazy uh tiktok's a beautiful place for you to to be crazy man so just yeah. keep doing what you're doing
0: anyway that's that's that from us um mike dean kanye hit him with outro music let me get more volume let me get more- Da, da